0: The Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain, privately by themselves. And then Jesus was transformed before them. His clothes became dazzling, intensely white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And suddenly those disciples saw before them Elijah with Moses talking. With Jesus, Then Peter said, Rabbi, it's good that we are here. Let's build three dwelling places, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. But Peter didn't know what he was saying because they were terrified. Then a great cloud came and overshadowed them. And a, a voice from the cloud said, This one is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. And suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them but Jesus alone as they were coming down the mountain. Jesus ordered them to tell no one anything about what they had seen until after the Son of Humanity had been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. See, maybe you know that I was named after Superman? Like, for real? <laughs> and now I probably, I imagine that it's true for you. You don't even need to be named after a superhero to feel like you have to be the superhero. Like you have to be larger than life. Like you have to not ever struggle. Like you have to look good in a cape and have great hair all the time. But I think that what this transfiguration story is all about is the opposite of that. I'm glad that Sharon brought up mountaintop experiences because what this mountaintop experience really does is point right back down the mountain into the valley. And it says that the struggle, the struggle of living cannot separate us from the love of God. The struggle of giving and receiving love, that struggle when it's hard and it feels like it's not working, that Jesus won't let what's hard separate us from the love of God, that we are God's beloved. And so these disciples had this vision up here on the mountain, and this was actually not a mountaintop experience for them. Mark tells us that there was terror They were terrified. Mark also talks about this cloud, this overshadowing cloud, which to me says something about confusion, fog, being lost. Peter and James and John, they're in that. They're stuck in that. Uncertainty, disappointment, waste of time. I mean, in the Gospel of Mark, there's... There's never any complete clarity for anyone. There's never just a total perfect faith. Even at the, the very end, at Jesus' resurrection, the women come to the tomb and they run away because they're terrified and they say nothing to anyone. There aren't any superheroes in the Gospel of Mark. But everyone is drawn to this Jesus. It's actually at a low point in their time with Jesus that Jesus leads Peter and James and John up the mountain. started by saying six days later. Well, six days before that, Jesus had told them about the cross, that all the proclaiming of God's kingdom and love, all of the driving out demons and healing people, was not going to be a story of onward and upward was going to come to the cross was going to end or come to some failure some disappointment that moment when they were all going to wonder was this just a waste of time that's when Peter says whoa 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 hold it Jesus I've read ahead in this story and you're wrong about that and Jesus says to Peter you get behind me Satan you've got your mind set on human things not on divine things it's right after that That Jesus leads Peter and two others up the mountain during that low point, in the midst of fear and confusion. And what does Jesus do then but lead them back down the mountain, back into the struggle after it's all over? When they get back down the mountain, after Jesus warns them, tells them not to tell anyone about what they've seen, what they run right into is an argument. There's tension between the teachers of the law, the experts, and Jesus' disciples. There's a desperate man who's standing there begging the disciples to cast the demon out of his son. There's this self-destructive force, something evil that has a hold of this boy. That's what they go right back down the mountain into. I believe that all of us are in the midst of of struggle in our lives. Struggle against evil, against self destruction, struggle between competing visions of what it means to do good, be right. Struggle for faith itself. Every day, every hour, we need Jesus. Struggle to keep following, keep following. Keep following. Why can't we just stay here? Keep following. I and mean, just this week, these are the struggles that I heard about a person's struggle to keep faith in the midst of life's ups and downs, a parent's struggle to be patient while their child finds their way, a grown child's struggle to know what to do when grandparents become ill and parents are stressed out. Spouses struggle to support each other in a difficult situation. Jesus points these guys back down the mountain because this is where Jesus will be in the struggle, in the valley. And that those struggles are ministry itself. Giving and receiving love is going to be hard that Jesus is proclaiming about the kingdom of God and God's love, God's, Jesus is driving out demons, that's what that struggle is all about when it comes down to it. The struggle that you take on in your daily life really is about proclaiming that the time is right and God is near. That there is love for everyone, turn around and believe good news, even though it's full of uncertainty, and disappointment, feeling that it's all a waste of time. That question, that nagging doubt, am I worthy of love? Who do I think I am? It's a confirmation of the cross up on the mountaintop and the promise of the resurrection. That even though it's going to be hard, that giving and receiving love itself is hard, that it's worth it. But on the other side of struggle, there's life, there's light, there's hope. Yeah, between here and there, there will be humiliation for Jesus and his disciples. But hold on to this moment, Peter and James and John and all of us. Hold on to this moment until after the resurrection. You're going to need this to get you from here to there. To hold on and not give up, keep following, keep struggling. On the mountain there is the revealing of Jesus. Not some secrets of the universe, not ten tips to sail through life easily and perfectly and look good doing it. but The revelation is Jesus himself. Love is at the center of this mountaintop experience. This is my son, the one I love. Love is at the center of the struggle that we face every day. It's all about intimacy with God. It's not about private and set apart and all by ourselves. We're never alone. God is near, even while we struggle. So even though Peter wants to stop there and put Jesus on a pedestal and never let that moment go, Jesus leads them back into the struggle where they will find Christ, just as they found him on the mountain. Now later in worship, we're going to hear Paul talking about just this kind of thing. And this is what Paul is going to say. We have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not belong to us. I mean, if Superman can bend steel with his bare hands, what is clay? A clay jar in his hands. Nothing. Dust. Vulnerable. Weak. The treasure of God is in us and in the fragilest moments of our lives. To prove that it's not about us. It's about God's power. Struggle can't separate you from the love of God. Thanks be to God.